Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. Do you find it hard to be honest? I mean totally and completely honest, both with your spouse and in life in general. And if you're like most people, you do have a have difficulty with this. Sometimes this is because you aren't really clear on what you think or want. But most of the time, it's because you want to avoid something, hurting or disappointing your partner, to avoid a fight, whatever it might be. But one of the signs of a healthy functioning relationship is honesty. And one of my prescriptions to my clients is to say what you mean and mean what you say. But there is a way of being that mucks all this up. And that's what today's show is about. Dr. Roberta Shaler, also known as the Relationship Help Doctor, is here to talk about the impact of passive-aggressive behavior on a relationship. So, Dr. Shaler, thanks so much for being on the show to talk about to talk about this interesting behavior. <laughs> well, it's my pleasure to be your guest, Leslie, and it's way more than interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm going to bring up a personal story in a minute, but um, but you wrote a piece that appeared on Hello Love, which is um, an on um, an internet magazine titled 12 Signs of Passive-Aggressive Behavior that Passive-Aggressives Don't See. Funny that. Why would that be? So, so to start with, can you explain exactly what passive-aggressiveness is and also what makes it problematic? Sure. Passive-aggressive behavior is a pattern people get into. I've had certain backgrounds, and it's a pattern of indirectly expressing negative feelings instead of being open and, as you were saying earlier, honest. So it's a disconnect between words and actions, and it shows up as resentment or opposition to demands or requests of other people, especially people close to you, procrastination, Mm -hmm. making intentional mistakes, being cynical and sullen and hostile, or constantly complaining about being underappreciated, cheated, and not valued. Oh, dear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, but you just gave this lo- lovely list. It was like, so that's why it's problematic, right? It's because people are acting in ways that aren't really about what they feel. Yes, it's indirect aggression. So it's sneaky and it's nasty and you don't really have the ability to put your finger on it sometimes when it first happens. It just doesn't feel good. It's this kind of underlying passive hostility and avoiding direct communication. And so it has all kinds of faces that we can talk about, but it's, it's really difficult because it's kind of underground and undermining. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and and one of the things that I talk about is, you know, words are easy and not necessarily accurate. It's people's behavior that actually tells you where the truth is. So, so 
is that kind of what passive, how passive aggressive shows up is that I'm saying one thing, but I'm actually doing something else? Yes, it definitely shows up. And the way that I express that in my work is I tell people to follow my formula, ABB. And ABB stands for always believe behavior. Because mm, no matter mm-hmm. what the words say, the behavior is your belief. Your behavior always is your belief. It'll always out you if your <laughs> words are not matching. So, yes, passive-aggressive behavior shows up in the behavior of either expressing in a passive-aggressive way or failing to express the truth of what you're feeling. So in my opening, I was actually talking about sometimes people aren't honest because they actually aren't. They really don't know what their thoughts and feelings are. So, but, I'm, but I'm understanding that that's actually different from somebody who's passive-aggressive because if you're passive-aggressive, you actually know what you want, you actually know what you feel, but, but, you're, but you're not following through on it. Is that correct? Well, it could be. Some passive-aggressive people are not in touch with their resentment or their bitterness or their hostility. So mm-hmm. all they know is they don't feel good, and so they're sullen or cynical, as I said, or, you know, putting out an attitude of, well, nothing is ever right and you want too much from me. Mm-hmm. But some people just withhold the truth. They're afraid. They're afraid of conflict. So instead of saying what's so for them and being honest, even to be able to say, you know, I'm not even sure how I feel about that, um, is more honest than deciding that, oh, it's okay. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you say it's okay, and you know it really isn't, but you're trying to avoid a conflict with that person, that's where the passive-aggressive nastiness comes in. So is, pa- being, is being passive-aggressive different than being a people-pleaser? Because I know people-pleasers will say yes to things because they don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or they're trying to avoid a conflict. Are, are they the same thing or different? No, they're different um, in some ways. They have some similarities. People pleasers just simply are trying to say, you know, the warm puppy, how do you like me so far? If I do this, will you like me? If I do this, will you like me? Um, I don't want to get on your downside. But a passive-aggressive person is a person who's really not happy within themselves. And so they they are looking at behaviors that say, I'm not going to tell you what's wrong. I'm going to show you that you're wrong. And so they'll, they'll do things. Like an example I give in, in my book about this, one of the books about it, is I had this experience with a passive-aggressive person. I said, you know, will you do this for me? Um, it's really important that it happens on Saturday night, and I won't be around, and I really need it to happen because it impacts my week. And the uh-huh. answer was, yes, of course, yes, I'll do it. And I knew this fellow, so I said, are you sure you can do it? Because if you can't, I'll get someone else to do it. Uh-huh. Of course I'll do it. Of course I'll do it. So I came, I came in on, on Saturday night, and I said, you know, I, I can't find my dry cleaning that you said you'd pick up. And his response uh-huh. was, I have better things to do with my time than run your errands. Wow. Now, there's an example of passive aggression. He didn't want to tell me that he wasn't going to do it. He knew he wasn't going to do it. 
but he didn't want the fight in the moment to say he wasn't going to do it. So he said he was going to do it. Then he was happy to have the fight and make it my fault when he didn't do it. Right. Yeah. You're, you're making my head spin right now. Um, So I I do want to get back to the 12 signs that you were talking about and you, and you mentioned some of them and I want to go a little bit deeper into them because some appear to be related to communication and others to behavior. So I always start with communication, no matter what I'm doing, because, you know, communication, communication, communication. So things like not speaking the truth, appearing to be sweet by agreeing, and like in the example you just gave, complaining about unfair treatment, making up stories or excuses. So what actually ties these together? And, and what's the impact on, on the relationships of, of the people that they're doing this with? Well, those are huge questions, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what ties them together is that I have underlying resentment that I don't want to talk about, so I'll put a face on it that uh-huh. looks like everything is fine, but the undercurrents and the rumblings and the noises that are deafening in their behavior are definitely there. So they put the nice face on it because they don't have the intestinal fortitude to speak up. They're afraid uh-huh. to speak up. And so that's, that's what ties it together. Uh, what it, how it impacts relationships is they're being undermined and undercut. People are being blindsided by remarks. One thing a passive-aggressive person often does, particularly in public, is they will make a snide or a subtle remark against you, mm-hmm. and, and they will do it in public where they hope you won't react. So the, it's this subterfuge, it's this underground hostility And that's always under there in a relationship. So you learn to sidestep it or, you know, walk as though you're on a minefield at all times. And that's really hard on a relationship. So what underlies, I mean, here's here's a simple question for you. Why do people do this? (laughs) Yeah, so simple. Um, (laughs) Well, they, it's the way that they've experienced life to the time when they meet you. You know, if you have not been free to express yourself as a young person, if you have been made to do things that you didn't want to do, maybe you've been abused, maybe you've had trauma in your life, and you don't feel like you have the right to speak up, you've never had the right to speak up, so you learn these coping behaviors that you're seething underlying anger and disappointment or pain or trauma doesn't have a voice. And so it comes out in these sneaky little ways. It's, it's like, you know, that minefield. Like there's something under here for sure. And every now and again you step in a creaky place that, you know, really warns you. And that's what's happening. They don't necessarily even understand where it came from. They don't necessarily, well, they certainly may not be doing it consciously, but it is mm-hmm. all of this underlying life experience that tells them it's not safe to tell the truth. It's not safe to be me. It's not safe to speak up. So I will do it in this sneaky way. So if I'm the partner of a passive-aggressive person, 
what am I experiencing other than craziness? Well, craziness is a good start. Crazy making, <laughs> and that's the way it is. You know, I even wrote a book called Stop, That's Crazy Making, How, how mm-hmm. to Quit Playing the Passive-Aggressive Game, because that's exactly what it is. Um, but you will experience it as total frustration. You know, mm-hmm. really, again, that's happening. You promised you're not doing it. You said you'd do something. You haven't done it yet. You've got an excuse. You're procrastinating. A lot of procrastination goes on. Um, maybe it's a simple example as this, Leslie, a simple frustrating example as this. You know, yes, I'll help you make dinner. Great. Uh-huh. Would, you, uh, would you cut the vegetables? Yeah, I will. Okay, great. I will do all the other things that need doing. So you come back and the vegetables are still whole. They're still sitting on the Uh counter. And Uh you say, you said you would cut the vegetables. Oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Don't bug me. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Right. And meanwhile, it's 7 o'clock, 730, 8 o'clock. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we're already on dessert and the the vegetables are still sitting there on the counter uh, because they they don't want to do it, but they're afraid to say they don't want to do it. They so they don't say that they're not going to do it. So we just get that procrastination and then it turns into don't bother me. You know, what do you think? I'm incompetent. I can't do it. Mm. You're always on mm. my case. You're always, always on my case. I can't do anything right. I don't mm. even know why I stay with you. And then there you are, the non-passive-aggressive person going, how did we get from cutting vegetables to I don't know why I stay with you? Okay. So, this is Happily Ever After is just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking with Dr. Roberta Shaler, the relationship help doctor, about passive-aggressive behavior, what it looks like, and how it creates challenges in your relationship. So if you recognize yourself or your partner in these descriptions, you're not alone. It can be really scary to embrace what I call radical honesty in your marriage. But if you truly want an intimate relationship, it's necessary. So if you're interested in what that would look like, I invite you to get in touch and schedule your free, no obligation, create your happily ever after discovery session. You can reach me by email at leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, N as in Nancy, C as in charlie.com. Or you can reach me by phone at area code 919 Nine two four zero four six three. That's nine one nine nine two four zero four six three. And I want to get back to talking about not really, but talking about passive aggressive <laughs> behavior because it's because again, it's crazy making. So you're talking about like in this example you gave about the vegetables, about this procrastination, um, and you talked about with the dry cleaning, the quote unquote forgetting. Um, But you also have a couple of others that you talk about behaviors, sulking, pouting, withdrawing, acting Mm. superior, disdainful, or hostile. What what makes those passive-aggressive behaviors as as opposed to just obnoxious behaviors, or are they the same thing? Well, they're they're certainly obnoxious, (laughs) no question (laughs) about that. But when it comes from a passive-aggressive phase, the person 
never addresses the issue. Mm -hmm. So if I'm just straight up angry with you and I say to you, Leslie, you know, I'm really angry with you right now and here's why. That's direct communication. But if Mm -hmm. I'm not good at that or I don't feel safe doing that or I've never been safe doing it or I don't know how to do it, then I'll Mm -hmm. go underground. And then I will be doing those things that are, are sulking and cynical and uh, underlying hostility and on edge and and then it's coming from a different place but I cannot put a name to it I may not even know why I behave like that Mm -hmm. I this is you know people have things that are just in their background it came with their original software that Mm -hmm. allowed them to behave (laughs) in these ways and if they don't ever do a defrag or run some malware and have mm-hmm. a reason to say, I really want this relationship and I know I'm part of the problem, let's go and get some help, well, then they'll keep behaving that way. And that's where the total frustration comes because the passive-aggressive person can never be wrong. Oh, interesting. So you talk about that these behaviors are learned, which is good news because that means people can learn to do it differently. So, and you're talking about somebody becoming aware, but as the title of the article says, you're talking about passive-aggressive behavior that maybe passive-aggressives don't even know they're doing. <laughs> and, and in the examples that you're giving, it's kind of like they, they flip the script on you. They, you know, they, you know, the, you're asking them, you know, they offer to help you with dinner. You say okay, and then when you ask some, you know, when you come back and go, oh, make a comment like, oh, the vegetables aren't done yet. Then you know, then the whole thing gets gets flipped. So, so how does first off, how do people recognize or acknowledge that they're passive aggressive? Because of course, you've got to understand it before you can change it, right? Mm-hmm. Well. Some people never do, but I've had many, many clients because I have clients all around the world. So uh, I've had many who have said, I know I'm passive aggressive. I know that from what you've written or what you've said on podcasts and things, I know I'm passive aggressive. I don't know why. So Mm -hmm. they get some help, right? You You can get some help to understand why it is that you don't feel safe enough in the world to speak up and speak your truth and be honest and be honest with yourself. You know, it's not about the other person. It's about you. And Mm -hmm. that's sometimes a really difficult topic (laughs) to get around to. You don't want to think about yourself. It's much easier to blame everybody else, you know. Lots of aggressive people like to be, you know, two ways. They like to be, how dare you ask me why I haven't finished the vegetables yet? Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, oh, I know I can't ever do anything right. You know, they, they vary between those two places, so sometimes it's difficult to to name. But if they see that it's ruining their relationship and they want the relationship to work, they may do some work. Their partners may say, I can give a name to this behavior. Here, Here is an example of it. Mm, and mm-hmm. I will say to them, well, that's what passive-aggressive behavior is. That's passive-aggressive. And then they begin to see it, you know. 
that's what the so, that's what the the progress through this is. If there's going to be any positive progress, <laughs> so I want to go back to the example of the person picking up, not picking up the dry cleaning, and and so I would think that if somebody is involved with 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 somebody who behaves like this at you know it, it, to me it's almost like lucy charlie brown in the football right <laughs> like okay you you keep telling me you're not going to take the football away but every single time you do so you know and you even checked with this person like are you are you really sure you're you know you're you're willing to do this and they assure you up one side down the other that they're willing to do this and then it doesn't happen so I would think that I would stop to trust. I would either stop asking this person. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust them to do this. Which not trusting your partner is a whole conversation in and of itself. So if I'm the partner, I'm assuming that at some point in time, it's like, no, I've got this. <laughs> you know, no, I will do whatever I have to do. You know, I'll, I mean, I'll ask somebody else to go buy the dry cleaning, or I'll just chop up the vegetables. I mean, is that where? Is that where? partners end up well it is where they end up and then they end up in resentment and then they end up if I have to do it all by myself anyway what do I need you for mm-hmm. um, so eventually we get to that attitude where I say all right I'm looking after the children I am the breadwinner in the family I keep the house clean and I feed the and walk the dog where are you in this relationship? Um, because mm-hmm. certainly you're not a partner and you're certainly not um, a healthy adult partner. You know, I always say, Leslie, that the foundation of any relationship to be a healthy adult relationship must have equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. That is the groundwork not even just romantic relationships, for mm-hmm. all adult relationships. And they will not be there in a passive-aggressive person. They do not have equality, reciprocity, and mutuality as part of their menu. So you can't select it. And if they're not interested in developing it or looking at it or seeing what kind of compromise we could make or agreement, then mm-hmm. eventually the partner just says, hey, I'm, I might as well be alone. Um, yeah. Yeah, so then we end up there. And, you know, both men and women are passive-aggressive. It comes with their original packaging. Mm-hmm. And so if that's in the package that you you made an agreement to be with, and, and you unwrap that package and you find, oh, my goodness, I didn't know this bit was in here, um, <laughs> you may want to take it back to the store, you know? <laughs> um yeah, sorry. When I when I met my husband, I was working in retail, and one of the stores I worked I worked for at the time said, you know, oh, you can take it back to to riches. They take everything back. And he goes, are you gonna take it back? I said, no, honey. Um, but but so okay. So if I'm the so you talked about that it's possible for people to potentially recognize themselves as being passive aggressive. What kinds of things would bring this to, to their attention? I mean, other than listening to, to this show and reading your books, I mean, is, <laughs> so, I mean, because I would think if this is their normal, this is their normal. Mm-hmm. Well, they get really unhappy. You know, they're always on guard and unhappy. They never feel valued or equal. 
So sometimes if you approach it in, I'd like our relationship to work, I mm-hmm. really need to feel well-partnered, and I know you do too. Let's get some help. Let's move in a direction to unpack where we go sideways with each other, and let's make that safe to do because we really care. And when you do that, then you're signaling that, okay, I'll go to someone who's not going to say, hey, you know, straighten up, buttercup. They're going to say, (laughs) okay, I see that. Where do you think you needed that behavior in order to feel safe? Mm -hmm. Let's Mm -hmm. go back and look at that. Well, do you think you need it in this relationship? Or should we put that behavior back in your toolkit for if you're ever in that other kind of relationship? And let's maybe create a toolkit that works in this relationship. And so we forge the relationship in a new fashion. Which, you know, which sounds wonderful. And, but then how, then how also, because I, because I know that this also has to be dealt with, especially if you're working with a couple, the resentment that has built in the non-passive aggressive partner, the ability for them to trust what hopefully is their former or recovering passive-aggressive partner. Well, sure, it's going to be a bit of a cha-cha, you know, two steps forward, one step back. Uh, But that's part of the process. If you want it to work, if you're really invested, then both parties have to be heard and seen and known and acknowledged and totally listened to, not only listened to by the therapist, but listened to by each other. And then they have to keep their eyes on the prize. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, there's lots of things about this relationship we love. Lots of things we love about each other. There are a few things that need some tweaking. Some of them need eradicating. Some of them need replacing. That's just normal in the progress of a relationship. So let's let's commit to doing that. And when I work with couples, I work with them together and apart. So mm-hmm. we work on integrating that again, uh, the new behaviors. We work on healing the pain of the old behaviors. It takes a while. You didn't get there overnight. Yes. The person's been passive-aggressive since probably age two. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got work to do, and we can't expect them to just straighten up in an instant just because we went to see a, a therapist. <laughs> but, you know, that that's the progress. You know, therapy for a couple, in my opinion, needs to be something that is so good for our relationship, even if it has tough moments that we really like the result enough to want to keep going even when it causes us some pain. You know, if you really want to take up a martial art, you're going to get bruises and bumps. You're going to Mm -hmm. have pain. You're going to need an ice pack occasionally. But you really want to be able to do it because you understand the compelling why. And the same thing is true about couples coming into therapy and working on their their issues because they love each other, because they want it to be good, because they want their children to have a very healthy model of what a relationship looks like. Well, and I'm, and I'm thinking as you're talking about this that maybe one of the things 
to not do is is not to go to your partner and say you're passive aggressive <laughs> because I would think that <laughs> probably wouldn't work very well. Um, you know, because it is really about in inviting inviting each other to do better because um, you know all of us have things to learn and we all can do better in relationships and really understanding that this is learned behavior by you know, by what happened to somebody in their past and that there's there's a reason for it it doesn't mean that it's not harmful and that it doesn't need to be addressed in a productive way but but that it's it's really a coping defense mechanism from when they were helpless children who couldn't determine their you know what they could do and what they couldn't do and so they just found this as a as a protective behavior which i'm learning um you know this is this is all a lot of the trauma work that's that's going on now that i think is so critically important for people to understand um and that this is like you said this this can be for another form of trauma and people think of trauma like war and car accidents and and life-threatening illnesses where trauma can be all kinds of things. And it sounds as if a lot of compassion would be helpful. Well, a lot of compassion is helpful, Leslie, except it has to be a balance of two kinds. Right. And Mm -hmm. this is one of the things that causes resentment is a lack of balance between self-compassion and compassion for others. And you, each one of us is really wise to get that into balance because when we are overly compassionate for others for too long, we start to go into resentment. Mm-hmm. And then if we go into resentment and maybe someone's told us nice people are not resentful, then we start beating <laughs> ourselves up for being resentful and it all gets really messy. So it's, it's important to see those, those uh, pieces of the journey. Right. And, and I love it because you, for me, and, and I think you just hit, you know, hit this really clearly, although that's not exactly what you said, but, but resentment, if, if resentment shows up, that's a symptom of something bigger and is worth investigating. So whether it's passive aggressive or, or some other unproductive behavior that's going on in a relationship, that resentment can be a real a real clue. Absolutely. I mean, imagine going through your days, getting up in the morning and already being at a at a level that's higher than it should be just because of the resentment from months, weeks and years of being together. Mhm. And that means your energy is being used to fuel the resentment and is not available for the now and to see your partner as they are now. I know you get into these patterns and you get stuck. So yeah. it's a good idea to find a new pattern. Well, and 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 that's an important way to think about it. That this is a this is a pattern, and which means, and again, it's learned behavior, which means we can learn to do it differently. But the desire has to be there. It's what is really what I'm hearing you saying. So, Roberta. Thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about what I'm sure a lot of the listeners are going to go, oh, (laughs) maybe that's us. Um, Where can people find out more information about um, your books and about, you know, like I said, just getting more information about this topic in general? 
Sure. Um, you can go to my website for F-O-R, Relationship Help, H-E-L-P dot com. You'll find the blogs, you'll find products, you'll find courses, you'll find books. Uh, you can come to my podcast, SaveYourSanityPodcast.com, Help for Toxic Relationships. You can go to my YouTube channel, same name, for Relationship Help. Over 550 videos there to help you with this. And, of course, you can put my name in Amazon. S-H-A-L-E-R, and you will find the books that I've written. I've written 16 books. They're not all on Amazon, but there are two on passive aggression. One, as I mentioned, is called Stop, That's Crazy Making, How to Quit Playing the Passive Aggressive Game. And the other is called The Hijackle Trap, The Hidden Anger of Passive Aggression. And so inform yourself. Get the bells ringing, say, ah, I think that's what it is that's going on and going south in my relationship, and then reach out and get some help. If people want help from me, I offer a new client one-hour introductory session for only $97, and you can have that at beaclient.com. Well, great, and thank you so much for this. And I just want to ask you, say that if you've recognized yourself or your partner in today's show, please don't despair, but do be willing to take action. You might not have completely understood the impact of this type of behavior, but now that you know, continuing to do or allow unproductive things in your marriage will be on you. So hopefully one of the things that you will keep taking action on is to keep listening to this show. And until next week, stay loving. Stay loving.